0: Hello, podcast listeners, and welcome to another week of If We Are Writing. So we tried, this is my first time doing the intro, didn't go, didn't go so well. This is the second attempt, um, but yeah. Well, it only took two takes. That's pretty good.
1: <laughs> the you, first one was first. really
0: awkward, not going to lie. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of awkward, bam. All right. What is the Nice answer? transition. I know. Thank mm-hmm. you. I'm getting the hang of this you I'm, are you are i'm you're a, you're barely <laughs> barely passing grade but one of these days by the time i hit episode 100 with you which will be no, t- I was 200 say, maybe i'll
1: exactly yeah. maybe be good i was
0: gonna say your like
1: learning curves been very steep i've, I've been like impressed by your podcast ability your natural talents well, if you will
0: thank you mm. i have an i excellent know i teacher. sound
1: like i'm joking but i'm serious <laughs>
0: <laughs> excellent well thank you i i, I appreciate that um It helps that you are so open and helpful with me. And uh, on a very related note of being open, not just with me, but the entire, you know, pod people crew, what is the answer to your truly gross questions from last week? From last week. So I feel like
1: I need to put like a warning on this because for anyone for whom this is the first time they're listening to the podcast, I'm... I'm sorry about this. I said that in a very Canadian way. I'm sorry. Sorry if you're um, American, but whatever. Yeah. yeah sorry. Yeah. But uh, last week we did a segment called Truly Gross. And so I gave three items and one of them's a lie. Okay. And here they are. Ready? One, I shat myself during Iron Man, but at least I won. Two, I had a sinus infection so bad that pus came out my eyes. 3. I can't do this without laughing. 3. I puked while collecting a stool sample from my daughter. All right, Sarah. so Sarah. Moment of guess.
0: Moment of double truth. Um my guess is that you did not go number 2 during an Ironman. During an Ironman. Okay, so this
1: I feel like this you're you're right that number 1 is the lie. Okay. Right. Nice. But it's not a lie that I did shit myself during Ironman. <laughs> you just didn't win
0: exactly
1: (laughs) (laughs) oh honey you're not on that day (laughs) I know I I know that it's a relatable story so it's not like I shit myself every time it's like it was like one yes one. it it happens to the best of
0: us but yeah Yeah, sorry sorry to new listeners um Mm -hmm. but that is disgusting the visual Mm -hmm. of pus shooting out of your eye is something Mm -hmm. that We all are a little worse off for hearing that.
1: (laughs) I know. No one's going to look at me the same again. No. Ever after that. No. It was like, you know, when you have a sinus infection and there's so much pressure it was just like clearly couldn't drain it only lasted like it wasn't like like that for days <laughs> it wasn't like a, it wasn't like that was happening for like it was like a couple hours where clearly the pressure was just it just needed to drain out of somewhere and it wasn't fast enough like out the usual passages so it was like coming up my eye and the pharmacist explained this to me while i was wearing sunglasses standing there feeling like death had come upon me it was it was like a really terrible it was during a big training block in the winter in tucson it was incredibly bad um yeah and then I do also have like I have a terrible gag reflex right so I I, like can't do like with my own kid like even changing diapers was a problem like I couldn't and I can't and we had to get a stool sample for because she had some she had like a parasite a couple years ago and like we had to get it tested and I couldn't do it I couldn't do it and then (laughs) and then her dad came out with like he had you know those like I mean, I guess we're all familiar with them now because of COVID-19, like those masks with the double thing. You look at like a fly, like it has the two filters on either side. You know those ones? Yeah. Yeah. He came up with one of those on and and took the stool sample. (laughs) So
0: So is she totally scarred from this experience? Like, does she remember it? (laughs)
1: She's probably scarred from this and many other experiences, Aww. but I don't know if she remembers that one specifically.
0: You'll you'll have to ask her. Just,
1: just I will. Just, ca- just slip into in casual not
0: casual conversation. I remember that time.
1: <laughs> but you know, if I tell her now she's nine, this was a couple years ago. If I tell her now, she'll always remember. Like we're gonna be hearing this story like forever more. So good I point. might just leave it to the um, three people that listen to our podcast. <laughs> you know. Um, okay, coming up on the show, I'm going to explain the TikTok algorithm. Oktoberfest is canceled. A rant from a listener and egos online. The ninja voicemailer strikes again, and a little segment of awesome and awful.
0: Hey Sarah, what's yes? what's that in your hand?
1: Oh, I'm um I'm drinking a nice uh, cab sav in this evening's
0: recording. How about you? What are you drinking? I have some noon rest because it's nine o'clock at night. I'm ready to go to bed after this. Well, at
1: least one of us is going to be well rested and hydrated after this recording. We are so grateful to Noon Hydration for their sponsorship of this podcast. And if you want to get 30% off, you can go to NoonLife.com and use the code IRONWOMEN, plural women, as our sister podcast. You can use that as a code and you will get 30% off your next order at NoonLife.com.
0: I'm Sarah Gross. And I'm Sarah True. And you're listening to If We Were Riding...
2: the last time you better get ready
1: to race so sarah big news in my life this week i this is actually current news so it's wednesday when we are recording this and my one of my tiktoks made it into the algorithm and i'm so excited about it
0: i have no idea what that means no idea (laughs) but look your grin is so big right now please tell me so I can share your joy there's something like
1: weirdly satisfying about having so like on tiktok I have like 54 followers on live feisty media so this is my plug if you're on tiktok and you're a listener go follow live feisty media we're hilarious and I will also follow you back so there you have that promise um, but yeah, so, so on TikTok, the videos, okay, I, I had to read about this cause I couldn't figure it out. Cause like, how do you get 6,000 views? That's just like 6,000 and counting. Okay, wait, I'm going to give you an updated number. Okay. So Are you ready?
0: 6,000. What is your normal view count? So I can fully appreciate. The s- so right now I have <laughs> on this
1: one, I have 6,394 views. Okay. I've got 54 followers. So do the math on that. Um, and then, like, I have one that I posted yesterday, twenty-seven views. <laughs> another one, a thousand. Some of them are like a lot of them are like between fifty and ninety. That would be like regular. There was another one I remember that went up to seven hundred. I was so excited a couple months ago. Anyway, so I did a bit of a like Google search about what what the hell's going on with this thing and how do some videos get into the get like into it into the algorithm or not? Right? Like, why does TikTok show six thousand people? one of my videos and like 27 people another (laughs) because ultimately that's where the decision making is it's not about the followers right it's about like that's not how they're deciding who they're showing videos to it's just some kind of like computer deciding so I guess the computer has some kind of super simple way of figuring out whether your whether your content is interesting so one is whether they people watch the whole 15 seconds of the video right and two if you get like a certain number of likes per number of views oh yeah it's real like it's very it's a very very simple and then what they'll do is they'll it like amplifies it so if you get like 10 views but one like or 20 views two likes it's about a 10 to one ratio this this person speculated wildly on the (laughs) on the thing i was reading um but it, it will send it to more and more people because there's not enough there's like over a billion users on tiktok and there's because the videos are super super short and people just stay on there for hours watching videos there's not they need that content from the users to keep showing people stuff. But, okay, um,
0: but it's based on engagement. And yeah. Okay. All right.
1: Yeah. They figure comments come into it too, but like they they have some way of f- figuring out how much people are enjoying your video <laughs> when they're watching it. So I'm going to take this as positive feedback. My 15 second video was enjoyable <laughs> and got into the algorithm. So
0: Boom. Or or you could be negative and be like, my other videos were not enjoyable. But. <laughs> Thanks for that.
1: <laughs> I appreciate your feedback.
0: <laughs> I mean, I just want to bring you back down to earth before you get too excited. You're like, I'm, like I'm floating away. <laughs> I am giving up my live feisty career. And instead, I'm going to become a professional TikToker. <laughs>
1: I'm, a, I'm a TikTok celebrity, basically. So... <laughs> If 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 folks want to get autographs now, just like let us know. I'll send them out early because you can you'd be like the first. do you call it like the early adopters of receiving my autograph? If you want, you know,
0: because <laughs> clearly our podcast listeners are also the TikTok people.
1: Yeah, there's. I mean, there's got to be at least one person who doesn't <laughs> who listens, who doesn't follow us, who's on TikTok. So, and that will bring up my um. That will bring up my number of followers by 2% if I get one more follower. So, well, boom.
0: listen, if none of us are doing triathlon in six months, then TikTok it is. Exactly. So to a, <laughs> to a,
1: a serious point about it, I have noticed loads and loads of people going on TikTok because it's fun and they need something fun right now. Like that's I'm seeing like families, people I would never expect, you know, and they're posting it on their Instagram. Um, so there is there is just like that bit of funness.
0: For forget triathlon, where this will be a TikTok podcast. That's right. I mean, not that I'm like starting to feel kind of dismal about the situation. So yesterday, uh, today's mm-hmm. Wednesday. Yesterday, uh, the Berlin Marathon has been canceled for it was originally supposed to be i think october uh one of the world major marathons also Mm -hmm. oktoberfest you know one of the most iconic events in the world attracting millions of people to bavaria also canceled Mm. so yeah what what does this mean for our worlds moving forward
1: yeah what does it mean i mean do you have are you a betting woman yes okay what what do you feel like the odds are that Kona is gonna happen 20%. Ooh, 20 percent oh 20
0: 20 percent okay I okay. just I am gonna say that with confidence
1: no so you I did you I, came in strong with that 20 I have
0: I have no idea um how about you if you were gonna put a number on it
1: yeah I'm on the lower end too I'd probably go somewhere between 10 and 20 as well if I'm honest I'm like even a little bit lower because I think okay what I think is gonna happen is slowly we're gonna start like the world's gonna start to open up again so I think we will be able to do more things in October than we can do now Um, but the last things on the list opening up are going to be international flights um, especially global like especially when you need for, for Kona you need people people come from all over the world right so you need all international travel pretty much to open up and then also like big sporting events where a lot of people gather those are going to be like they were the first things to close down it's going to be the last thing to open up like non-essential travel and sporting events so that's why like I do think we may have like we may even have other smaller events happening by then or we may be able to go to bars and restaurants um, things will be a lot more normal but I, I might eat my words. I hope I eat my words. I hope we both eat our words on this. But totally. um, I don't. I'm not feeling like Kona's going to happen this year.
0: Well, it's 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 hard because you want you want sports to return because that means things are somewhat normal. Um, but then you realize the the actual on the ground risk. And in the U.S. at least, um, so much is going to be dictated by each state. And mm-hmm. if if I were the state of Hawaii. I would not want people coming from all over the world because you know big islands, they have what fewer than 40 ICU beds, I think, um, total. So if, right. if you can imagine I, but this is this is during my darker moments where I'm like, if they hold it, then that could be catastrophic for that population. Um, so I just don't mm-hmm. see I don't see a state like Hawaii being like Florida potentially. They're like, hey, sure, everybody come here and have an Iron Man. Um, it, islands are really vulnerable. So, I mean, on, I think it's more likely that we would have 70.3 worlds in November, but even then, mm-hmm. again, islands. It's tough.
1: Yeah. And also, yeah, I mean, New Zealand has also been super, super cautious through all of this. Rightfully, they've really been one of the leading countries on how to contain this thing, um, and there's a reason for that. So, yeah, you're right. Maybe that means maybe that means they'll be able to open up faster on the other end, or maybe it means they'll be also more cautious come yeah. November. Yeah. So Woof. Who knows?
0: Who knows? Yeah. Again, I I hope that we are really wrong, but I would rather be mentally prepared uh, for there not to be racing this year. Right. Or me. for
1: us to be able to find like new routines and like so, some joy in things that are different for now, and connecting with people in different ways, and uh, virtual racing, perhaps yeah, some joy no. in virtual racing.
0: But it 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 is. It, I think one of the positives of this whole experience is just shifting back to the community, where because we can't be together, we're we're less, well, ideally we're less consumed with our own performance. And more, just wanting to engage and interact with each other. Um, at least that's the way I felt, you know, with with the triathlon community. I don't know about other people, but then again, maybe I would feel a bit differently if I were doing a lot of VR uh, triathlon, because there are some strong feelings out there.
1: There are, there are. So we heard from one of our. We got a rant from one of our listeners, which I I applaud because it's totally on brand. So thanks, Jordan.
2: Hey, Sarah and Sarah, it's Jordan Blanco. I know last week's episode covered weight doping, but I'm calling today uh, with a little bit of a rant. There's been a lot more pro racing on Zwift and then the Ruby platform, and um, fans and other athletes alike are noticing what people are putting in and doing the math on the weight. So I'm not going to call anyone out, but stop it. There was a man in yesterday's uh, pro, Z Pro Race that I'd probably locked 20 pounds off his weight and there's women that are knocking five or six to 10 pounds off too. I mean even though you're not necessarily competing for money um you are competing for your self-respect and uh um and knowing that your peers and your fans are seeing this behavior if you can cheat on this they're probably asking the question what else are you cheating on so just check in check your weight make sure it's swift. Or whatever platform has the right weight, and uh,
1: let's all let's all be fair here. Thanks. Bye. So, what do you think, Sarah? Have you seen this? Have you been on the the Ironman VR? Have you seen this happening?
0: Ah, uh, so I have not been able to do any of the Zwift racing. I I haven't been invited to the official pro Ironman VR um, racing. That's redundant, but I don't know how else to say it. Mm-hmm. I have seen the backlash from other athletes who perceive there to be cheating. Um, And, you know, I am going to talk about it first, kind of like a fan. If you think that athletes are putting in lower weights for competitive advantage, then yeah, that's super disappointing. But I think I'm actually almost equally disappointed in the athletes who are calling out their peers because guess what? You might be wrong. Like maybe you're not as fit mm-hmm. as you thought. Maybe they're better at the game aspect of it than you are. Maybe they're a better rider than you thought. You know, it's at the end of the day, like we can only control ourselves and our own reaction to things. So these athletes who are choosing to get upset by the behavior of others and the perceived behavior of others, it's not even confirmed, by the way, you have a chance to be a role model. Like, be an example. So Mm -hmm. you think other athletes might be intentionally putting in the wrong weight? Okay, be completely transparent with your data. Show yourself weighing yourself in before you go on to Zwift. You have the chance to lead by example. And instead, it's just perpetuating this feeling that uh, athletes are cheating and just – this bad feeling Yeah. when really this is supposed to be fun. You know, this is supposed to be a di- diversion from like a really challenging time right now. And why create negativity when there doesn't need to be, because it, I don't think, yes. Are there inaccurate weights on these platforms? Yes. Are there a few people doing it intentionally you know, for competitive advantage. Yes. But I think it's more complicated than that. If I were actually to break down, uh, how people approach weight on these platforms, I would say, you know, there are some people who are really good about it. They weigh themselves on a regular basis, update their weights on a regular basis, but they're probably few and far between. A lot of people are, are like me like you will you'll change your weight a couple times a year but you don't really pay attention to it you know i'm not i'm not racing so i don't really care like i know my power i know my data i just use it i have it running in the background and just don't even think about it i think that's probably the most most people um and you're probably like plus or minus a kilo of whatever you put in it's not mm-hmm. it's not a big range i think there're people who put in like an aspirational weight where they might not no, honestly, like but they're like No, I I'm laughing, but yes, I think it's true. Right. It's true where they're like, okay, someday I'm going to be X weight, so I'm gonna put it down because it gives me a goal. Like it's they're not mm-hmm. trying to get an advantage. It's just a trick of their own psychology. Um mm-hmm. and yeah, okay, there are there are those people who might do it for ego. They might lower their weight so they can beat people in races, um, whatever. But I don't think it's that many athletes i would actually add a fourth, fifth category mm-hmm. there are people who might have no idea like they actually, don't have to be that
1: category yeah they
0: don't have a scale in the house they're like mm, i don't know i'm probably about that much and like yeah. okay maybe some of these pros they're not working out as much they're like you know eating all their quarantine snacks like maybe what their actual rate and their race weight is not the same So, but you have to give people the benefit of the doubt because otherwise it just creates such a toxic culture and whether you're a fan or you're an athlete, it doesn't do the sport any good. So I think about like when, when the doping scandals were pretty bad in cycling and it would have been easy to get totally turned off of the sport entirely. I gravitated towards the athletes who weren't calling individuals out they were, t- they were taking ownership of their own careers, posting mm. data as much as possible, like being fully transparent with the the way they operate and being role models for good behavior. When athletes are, you know, accusing others of being a, a certain way, who who cares whether or not it's true? There, there really is nothing to gain. And I think, I feel like it probably comes from a very similar place. The person who's willing to put in the wrong weight to get a competitive advantage, advantage, and the person who is willing to call somebody out in social media or emails with accusing accusing a rider of putting in the wrong weight. I think that all comes from insecurity, and that all comes from ego. And like, I love that. I love the athletes who are almost, you know, beyond that point. With we all have ego but I really respect the people who, who recognize it. And they're like, I'm not going to engage with that part because ultimately I can only control myself. So it's, it's the Lionel Sanders of the world who mm-hmm. like, he puts everything out there. And I think that's why people love him so much. Like, I, I don't know. After the first Zwift race, um, I really, really respect it. I'm on a message chain with Tim Don and He's like, I got blown out of the water, totally destroyed. I had fun. It was a really hard workout. Like, super positive. Here's somebody who could have easily been like, oh, there were all these guys. Like, nobody's riding over six watts per kilo. Like, this is nonsense. No, he brought it back to himself and the fact that he got a good workout in and he had fun. And I respect him so much more for that because you know what? People are gonna do things sometimes intentionally, sometimes not. Like, you you do you you know, and that was yeah. a very long rant from Sarah.
1: That was a great I just, rant. I'm I'm you. nodding and yes and agreeing. <laughs> I think one of the, it ties totally into one of the things I've really been thinking about this week, and and one of them is well, first off that we found out really quickly and to no surprise that a lot of people are using triathlon in their life as a way to um for something that they can control right? You can control your training, you have goals, you can move towards this thing. It's actually like fairly simple compared to some of the other things in life, right? Like controlling, it's something that we do have quite a lot of control over, even though on race day, sometimes it feels like shit hits the fan and we didn't have control, but really like what we do in training and racing, we have quite a lot of control compared to say, like what your boss tells you to do at work or if you have family, a family member that's sick or like some of the other stuff that can happen in life. So for those of us who are we're using sport as a way to like have some control and make sense of our world, that's been taken away, right? And I think that like people's responses to that have been very different different so some people like I think my theme of the week has been like give everybody a super long rope in terms of like understanding them right so the people who right now are doing the grabbing on and the blaming and the this and the that like they're still in that place where they're trying to control maybe too much of their world like you can't control what other people do Right. Just like you can't control when people draft out on the road during a race. You can't control this. Um, and on the other side, like the folks who have been able to let go, um, like you're saying, like, I think that's the place we need to get to. is like just having this understanding that like people are reacting differently and maybe a little bit not themselves right now or maybe a little bit more like themselves amped up in in whatever direction that (laughs) that amping goes um for an individual so maybe some of that like maybe i'm over reading into this but like maybe some of that's just like playing out in some of this virtual racing or on zwift
0: no I, i i think it does you're it's absolutely correct like we turn to sport to feel like there's some element of control um but ultimately you can only control yourself and your own reaction to things. And I think that's what I find so disappointing is all right. Others, their ego is going to get in the way and maybe they're putting in the wrong weights intentionally. Other people, maybe it's unintentional, but you can't, you have, you can't do anything about that, but your decision in how you react, like that is within your control. So just, you know, chill out. This is for fun. This is virtual racing. Like, this is not for anything other than to get in a good workout and connect with the community.
1: Yeah, totally. And if that it's maybe not, it's become less of the right outlet for a competitive streak, almost like for folks who are super competitive. I mean, maybe it is time to try to beat grandma at tiddlywinks instead of, <laughs> instead of trying to win on Zwift. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like try to find some other outlet or try to beat your own, um, your own PRs or try to beat your own average powers. Um, rather than worrying about what other people are doing. So, I'm totally in agreement with you.
0: Or just like meditate or something. Like bring it down a level people <laughs> or just stop. Everybody just stop. Yeah. But it's, you know, so it's it's not just about pros, right? So, it's this is something that I've heard quite a bit on these platforms, even even before all of this, is that there are too many egos out there trying to prove something. In an ideal world, we use these platforms for community. We use them to to bring people together from all around the world, and yeah, sometimes a little friendly competition, but it shouldn't be about one-upsmanship. So I think there is something that's really important to think about. You know, how can we try to use these platforms to be more inclusive? You know, to be friendlier to the people who don't want to, you know, change their weight to, for performance advantage or aren't capable of riding five watts per kilo for an extended period of time. Like, and are those people feeling like they have a place in sport? And on the roads they do, in real life they do. Uh, so how can we how can we do a better job of that? That's a great question. We actually had
1: a um, similar question on a voicemail from a oh from our ninja voicemailer who <laughs> voicemailed us before. the reason we call him that folks is because we like the way he like comes in says what he needs to say and gets out this is like the perfect clean amazing voicemail so um let's hear from him
2: hey so this is the newbie um i had another idea for a segment uh, that i thought i'd pass along um and that is uh the the view from the back of the pack um you know it's the there's a whole part of triathlon for people that you know do Ironman and 14 and above and, and halves and, in you know, seven or eight hours. Um, and, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's a view that's not often heard. So maybe if you were writing with slow people, um, anyway, that was my idea. Uh, have a great one. R- really loving the podcast.
1: So going back to your question, Sarah, how can we be more inclusive to folks at the back of the pack? Got to listen to
0: Got to listen to the ninjas of the world. Um, <laughs> I mean it's it's true. I think so much of sport gets a little focused on the wrong thing sometimes. I do love triathlon cuz I think we do a pretty good job of making feel, people feel comfortable. Mm-hmm. But yeah. Can we can we do a better job? Have you ever been Always. at the back of the pack of like of something that of anything?
1: Anything athletic?
0: Do you have oh, that experience? Yeah. I mean I've I've done group rides where I've gotten shot out the back, you know, I've definitely, I've definitely had moments where I was just feeling not included. And, yeah, yeah, it
1: feels terrible. Yeah, totally. I done talk about, um, actually this isn't so terrible, but it was my way of, of, um, one time when I had a, a good understanding of people who swim a little slower, um, was when we'd have a great big open water group, um, that most summers (laughs) here in Victoria, we go out and sometimes we have 80 people out doing a big session together in the lake. And, um, when I was pregnant, you know, I swam, I'd say probably like I was averaging somewhere between 135 and 140 per 100 in the pool when I swam. So that was, so I was swimming with a completely different group of people. Right. And I have to say it was like, it was a really good experience for me because I'm like, it is different back here like Mm. people people have like sort of less swimming experience and therefore less skills in the open water it was like people would swim in every which direction didn't know how to sight quite as well and so like that actual pack is like a different I see why people get um, super anxious about race starts or um, end up getting upset at each other in the water (laughs) because I'm like what the heck are you doing Um, so it was a good like um, experience for me to go okay like, it's, it is actually a diff almost, it's almost a different sport.
0: <laughs> yeah, it, so here's the thing. It is, and it's not. And I think that's where we get really caught up where, so like my group ride experience, how hard would it have been for these guys to ease up a little bit to let me feel like I was part of the group? Because we're all out there riding our bikes, you know, you can make room for other people. And I I do think at our best in the sport, we do a good job of that. But I think I think Ninja is absolutely right that we can we can spend a little bit more time talking about, you know, what happens at the back because then it's about the purest part of the sport, I think in some ways. It's just about let's let's like I don't care what anybody else is doing out here Mm -hmm. it's totally focused on me and just trying to get through this really hard day right
1: I'd like to know okay so I'd like our listeners to set I'd I'd like I would love a voicemail from someone who does Zwift purely socially because I I have to say if I did Zwift that would be me right now like I am I'd be in there under a like pseudonym, hoping nobody knew. I <laughs> no, I wouldn't actually do that because I don't care, but you know like i I like would do it social i, I exercise as we talked about in an earlier episode i I like to social like I exercise socially more now um and so I guess I'd love to hear from someone who like goes on Swift and just like does easy rides like do you, do you like use the headset and talk to people or like what's the what are the best aspects what are the best social aspects of zwift
0: yeah i i i do wish there were more of the intentionally social rides because uh, the group rides oftentimes become a race um i i've heard from even a couple of our listeners that zwift needs more of those rides where it's just neutralized and you get that opportunity right
1: yeah I like it. Okay, listeners, send us a- – if you want to send us a voicemail, I think I say this in the outro too, but just put a- do a voice memo on your phone and send it to Sarah with no H at livefeisty.com, and we will listen and respond as we do.
0: And honestly, if – so we-, we want this podcast to be for everybody. If any time you're like, you are talking from the pro perspective too much, Sarah, mm-hmm. get over yourselves let us know like we won't Mm -hmm. we won't be offended i mean it's i think it's hard sometimes because i like i've lived in the pro space for so long that that shapes my frame of reference um so yeah call me out if if i am not thinking about the amateur side of sport enough like i i will take it on the chin completely
1: yeah likewise likewise i would love to know um i would love to know what we're doing wrong
0: (laughs) constructive criticism be nice i know but totally.
1: be nice to us yes but, but yeah
0: say what yeah. you need to
1: say we're good um, okay after the break we're gonna do a, a we're gonna return to our regular segment awesome and awful we grossly as in in a big way and truly want to thank our sponsor noon hydration for supporting if we were riding If you love us, or even kind of like us, or maybe dislike our content, you can make sure we grow through our Patreon campaign at patreon.com forward slash livefeisty. And also make sure you talk to us on Instagram at if we were riding. We love talking to people on Instagram, especially on the stories. If you want to send us a voicemail, record a voice memo on your phone and send it to Sarah at livefeisty.com. That's Sarah with no H, me at livefeisty.com and remember the I comes after the E if you're feisty. We also love reviews on iTunes and written messages from you joining the conversation. If We Were Writing is a Live Feisty Media production hosted by Sarah True and me Sarah Gross. Our awesome editor is Aaron Hamilton and our producer is Taylor Mahan Rudolph.
2: time none of you people can tell me to stop this time like the last time you better get ready to race ready to do this show you what the truth is i step on the field it's time to get real i'm feeling so ruthless
1: okay awesome and awful sarah who's gonna go first would you have a something awesome and awful <sighs> this
0: week? sure i the awesome part i have been reading a bunch of good books recently so i've just not had Bandwidth for watching things on screens. Um, but yeah, some some book recommendations that I have from recent, recent reads. Uh, Topeka School, The Argonauts, and Disappearing Earth are my last three reads, and I would recommend all of them. Did you read um, those all this week? No, the past couple of weeks. Okay, still. It's a lot. I'm... I'm I, like to, I like to read. Mm-hmm. um, And then the awful part. So right now I'm sitting in the office, which is one of multiple rooms where our dog has been going to the bathroom. Uh, we we got him this new dog food. It's not sitting well with him. Oh, that kind and of bathroom. Kind of, yeah. No, it smells in here. So the entire time we've been recording this podcast, oh. I've just been feeling a little nauseated and like, I cannot wait to finish recording so yeah, yeah is, we start yeah. and end with something that's
1: truly gross yeah i love it we're like bookending the podcast we're, we're all
0: about feces on this
1: podcast <laughs> <laughs> oh i'm sorry well thank you for like putting up with the oh
0: well okay <laughs> so
1: just for the sake of the podcast. i've clean,
0: it's off the carpet just to right, clarify yeah but it's <laughs> that stench is really soaked in there mm. yeah yeah <laughs> Ouch! Yes. How, how about you? It, you? Hopefully, you have something that's not fecally r- related.
1: A, a non-fecal related, yes. Awesome and awful. <laughs> um. So, in awesome this week, it's like I find I'm in this space where the little things really matter, um, oh. and can make a big difference. So, did you just spill your drink? Mm-hmm. Sorry, Sarah. Just like bumped something off. <laughs> it's okay. Everything it's okay. It's water. It's okay. all
0: good. Whew.
1: Um, so the little thing that that this week was that I got my new sunglasses from Gooder. I got two pairs and I, and I love them. Like there's something about getting sunglasses. I don't know if you feel this way about certain products, like sunglasses, shoes, there'd be certain things, pajamas that I just love. And so my new sunglasses arrived and I was kind of waiting for them because then you get also, you get the like outing where for me, I live in a condo. So I get to leave the condo and go and check the mailbox. (laughs) And you open it up and you find the sunglasses. It's just this great moment. It feels like a bit of a throwback, you know, um, to like
0: maybe my grandmother's time waiting
1: for the mail or something. Um.
0: No, I am. I am married to one of those people. So even before all of this, his favorite time of the day is when the mail truck comes. He can hear it coming up the neighborhood. He's like, mail truck's here. Are you expecting anything? No. But it's still the highlight of his day. Damn- what are you going to be at 80? I mean, seriously, man, if already you're in your 30s and the highlight of your day is getting mail, and normally it's junk mail. <laughs> right. <laughs> Nothing ever
1: comes in the mail anymore unless you ordered it on Amazon.
0: <laughs> I
1: mean, that's great. Uh, okay, my awful for this week? It's not really awful, but we do, we do have sad news that Aaron Hamilton, who literally has There's, this is our 106th episode of If We Were Writing. And she has edited, I'd say probably 102 of those episodes. So she was with us from the beginning of this podcast. And when um, I first started working with her, I said, well, it's the first week. Do you want to just have a try at editing? You know, and we, we went over a little bit together and I knew right away that she was going to be better, a better editor than I was in about 20 seconds and she was um and she's and i've worked with aaron for two years and um so she is no longer editing the podcast um we do have a new editor taylor uh who also does our social media so uh that's good news but yeah it's i was sad to see aaron go you
0: yeah, thank thank you aaron
1: yeah thank and you people aaron. can tell
2: me to start my town my crown we know what it takes to be reaching the top we're reaching the top we're reaching the top We know what it takes to be reaching the top